Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. See? See? Been told all these years I have a choice. No. Nobody cares about you. What's going on? How are y'all? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's just get it. Pizza and or charges your card. I 
thought it was good. I thought. Yes, I am. If you stop talking, I'm right here. Calm down. I was getting more pizza that you ordered. <laughs> I thought it was. I. I thought it was a solid pay per view from beginning to almost the end. Um, I thought, you know, the matches flowed well. There wasn't a whole lot of filler in between. I will say that they started taking a, a you know, they started taking a, a, an ode to the old machine pay per views where they have to regurgitate everything that's been going on the last six months every so often. I was like, all right. Um, We've already seen this once, like, <laughs> uh, leading up, but that was a good paper. And the ending, eh, eh, but the paper was good. Makes it special. Uh, my initial, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a fun pay-per-view to watch. Um, I won't sit here and, and say that, uh, you're still there? Hello? Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm playing with my iPad again and, you know, sometimes I get disconnected. Um, but you know, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and sugar it go what happened at the end. Um, but you know, it is live TV and things happen like that sometimes. I mean, I, I would have been curious to have seen or heard what their initial thought was as far as, like, what was supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I think we can all agree that they seriously weren't going to just simply blow the ring up with uh, two wrestlers in there, but were they going to make the, the post fall <laughs> you know, fall down in the ring drop or, you know, what, what was supposed to have happened? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, I grow with, you know, I'll go with what Brian said and that, you know, like, it's not something that you expected, you know, to see the ring, but we see the amount of pyro that they do before matches. And to me, that ending didn't follow up to, I mean, not to be blunt, but I was, I was, I thought I was at a local show seeing somebody trying to be Kane coming out, you know? Um, yep. Thank um, but it's, uh, you know, but cause we've seen in the past where the, you know, they've had the big guys in the ring and the, and the ring falls and the, and the, you know, and that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, they can do that. But alas, like, like, you know, at least Tony Khan, like, that's the thing. Like, he came out in front of it and said, you know what? That's not what we thought was going to happen either. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I mean, think about it. So if they go off of Kenny Omega's sketches, right, his his plans, uh, you know, that it would have never gone off anyway, right? Because I'm pretty sure they showed the the plans, the his little hand-drawn plans uh, that showed uh, Moxley with the X's on the eyes, the little stick figure Moxley. Um, but, you know, again, once again, it's live TV, so, you know, you can't really get on them with so much because um, that was uh, other than the fact that you, I think you probably reached a little too far. Um, the match, I mean, the 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 Bob exploding Bob wire stuff, I think worked fine. But you know, when you added the ring explosion at the end, uh, maybe you reached. But you know, it's not like we haven't seen plenty of these snafus in the past. Um, I mean, we just saw one, what, two months ago um, with the WWE. I'm sure people can remember, you know, all types from WCW. Lord, I'm sure there were more than we care to count. Uh, at the end of the day, as long as you have fun, though. Um, I'm oh, not going to remember you know. the Chamber of Horrors. I remember the, what was it, one of the, what was it? One of the doors wouldn't open and they were kind of like stuck in one of the cells for too long or something. Wasn't that the story?
I mean, I think the the pyro you had during the match was good. I thought the barbed wire was, you know, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the plywood with the razor wire on it or the barbed wire on it, but we've seen it. But I mean, for what it was, the match was the match was great. The way they used everything that they brought in and all that stuff, it was like, you know, it was thought out, it was planned. Again, the only thing I had a problem with was the ending. But you know what? It wasn't my company, so hey. <laughs> yeah, and again, for for your points, Dan. I mean, again, every company has mistakes and snafus. This is live TV, folks. This isn't you know recorded, and you can redo the thing. You know, this is being broadcast live. And again, you know, you talk about AW in its infancy. The WWE's been going on. 50, 60 years in one carnation or another. And again, just what, two months ago, last month, yeah, the last man standing and the guy couldn't get up and the match continued. So it's live TV. You know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the totality there and, you know, because uh, I, you know, even the WWE, I don't think we really, you know, we mentioned it, you know, <laughs> had a little fun with it, and then, you know, ultimately the point was made it is live TV. And if you think live TV is easy to do, you're crazy. If you think it doesn't have mistakes, you're crazy. Yeah, but so here's here's the thing, right? About again, because I know handcuffs, right? You know, I've had, you you know almost thirty years. <laughs> you know, the handcuffs have been involved in my life. Well, there's a right way to put them on. And, the right <laughs> way. and you, every time they use handcuffs, gimmick handcuffs, whatever, you know, they, a lot of times they don't put them on right. Sometimes they get twisted. Sometimes arms get, you know, put in bad positions and all this other stuff, right? Well, 
it would appear on this particular occasion they didn't use gimmick handcuffs. Like they legit used the real things. Because I would imagine most of these gimmick ones, Roman probably could have popped down if he really wanted to. And he probably would have, and that would have made for really great TV, right? The Chief Bust Bust they didn't the use gimmick to, handcuffs to beat the 10 count. But when you put them on in such a way that you can't get to the, to the, to the holes to uncuff them, that's what happened, right? Because you can see Paul Heyman fidget with the, with the things. Now, the fault truly lies on whoever got the handcuffs, and the fault lies on whoever uh, didn't explain that if you're going to use them in such fashion, you should turn the keyholes down. Meaning away from the person, so that like Paul they would legit have been able to use the real thing. I did in their tourniquet because I would imagine most of these gimmick but ones. Roman it looks like they had on if he really on backwards, so the whole and he probably would have, and that would have made for really great. And he TV, couldn't right? get his hands in there. The the they didn't the hand use gimmick handcuffs. handcuffs. Same thing with this. You have a production crew that says, "Yes, we can do it, yay!" And then they just don't deliver, or you know. Don't uh, think it through all the way. Well, and like I give on that, you got to give Kevin Owens credit for selling it. You know, he's like, okay, you know what? We should really not. Okay, whatever. We'll do this. This is how it's going. (laughs) But yeah, but I mean, like you said, it doesn't matter what you are, who you are. I mean, as somebody who's been involved with live theater, no show is the same. There's always something. Somebody misses their cue. Uh, a prop's not put back in the right spot. Um, you know, you 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 get off the stage in the wrong area or whatever. Your clothes are not put. It's just it's always something, and you got to look at it and move on. Now they mm-hmm. know the next time they do a <clears throat> death match and tote that everyone's going to die and it's going to fall into the earth or whatever. That, you know, I bet they don't use that pyro company again. That's probably a best, a safe bet. The last time they take a pyro recommendation from Vince McMahon. <laughs> hey, hey, Paul, we need a, we need a pyro guy. You know one? Well, I know somebody that knows one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's go back. You remember in the beginning, everybody was screaming for more veterans and, you know, different talent and all this stuff. And now we're we're starting to get through COVID, right? And I, I wouldn't say some of these would have happened last year, 
but they probably would have brought in new talent last year more than what they did. I mean, they got a few new ones, but primarily probably, uh, you know, the majority of the main event roster stayed the same. Right. And now we're starting to, you know, Paul White and Christian, who I think is a, is a smart thing because what it's going to do with both of them, right. Is it's going to allow some of these people to not just hear about um, how to, you know, like build in the ring, you know, to tell the story in the ring, because, you know, you figure with all the, all the people they have in the back, right. From QT Marshall, the Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, you know, the list goes on. Right. But really, can they show you how this works? Right. They can tell you, but for some people it's easier to learn visually right and now you have people that can tell stories that have been you know for christian right let's take christian right so christian has been a part of some of the biggest matches of the attitude era right so he knows that he knows how to how to build matches and he knows like how to push stories and you know how to how to you know, get people over and, but it, it's, I, you know, again, I think it's a lesson that he can teach these younger guys and some of these like Will Hobbs, right? So Will Hobbs, um, what comes from the Indies, right? He's, I mean, he's new at this, but now he's in almost a semi main event program, right? But you put him with Christian and let Christian teach him things and let Christian teach some of these other guys things and Paul White and the same thing. Let Paul teach a big guy how to be a big guy. Uh, what's the one with uh, Peter Avalon? Um, the bigger guy. Um, Wardlow? No, no, no. Peter Avalon. Um, yeah. So let let Paul, yeah, let Paul teach him some, you know, how to be a big guy. Even Wardlow could probably learn how to be a big guy. You know how how you know when you when you do a power move to actually make it look like a power move. You know, um, to to when you're when you're in a test of strength and you're going for a choke slam or something like that. Well, you're a big guy. Make sure they get up in the air. Make sure you put them up as high as you possibly can only to have them come crashing down. And, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm not saying they're the, to me, the best signings as far as like what I want to see moving forward for like championship runs. But what I think is uh, to me, the biggest thing is what they're going to bring to the company and teach the company and allow the company to grow probably and hopefully beyond infancy. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're good for moving from infancy to toddler to, to, to just help push people along.
I, I agree. The only thing, I guess the only thing that's disappointing for me with him coming in is he immediately has set his sights on Kenny Omega. And the, the without getting too much into it, they've already announced the pay-per-view, Impact's next pay-per-view, right? And it's Omega versus Swan, right? And they had the Omega symbol on the poster as soon as they unveiled the poster, right? So you kind of spoiled it for me as far as any belief that Christian will take the title from Omega. Um, and don't get me wrong; I, I think he would. He would. He. You're going to get great matches, but. You know, am I going to believe Christian can pull it off? No. The the complete shock would be if he did. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But you kind of spoiled it, which, again, is, you know, something somebody like Paul White or Christian can maybe be like, hey, uh, fellas, how about we not release, you know, how about we not tell about this if somebody's starting a new program, you know? If Christian is now going to be in a program with Omega, well, you've kind of spoiled it because now you, you've already announced Omega versus Swan title for title uh, next month. Uh, re- uh, revolution. <laughs> oh, rebellion. Okay. I mean, I think it's a great hire, but I I agree with Brian. I mean, we've seen it done before in different companies over the time where, you know, the end game is, you know, this person versus this person. But then every month somebody else comes up, hey, you know, I I, want to go. I want to go. I mean, it'd be interesting to see 
it'll be interesting to see who or how he goes or how he does, you know. Um, but it was definitely wasn't one I was thinking. Like I was trying to rack my brain of who it could be. That would be somebody that we're all like, "Ooh, yay, let's do it!" And it was exciting. I mean, it was somebody, especially since he was just on the other company last month. You know, so it was like, "Wow, okay." Um, so, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see what they what they do. You know, it's just. Like, I think I said it a couple weeks ago on the show or whatever that, you know, they got a lot of, a lot of talent that's been around a long time. And so we'll see how it goes and what new direction it goes. Because you think about Christian's run and impact, that's where he got the most of his success as a single wrestler, you know, um, I think WWE, he was. I think in WWE, he was mainly a, a tag team wrestler. So um, he really shined as Christian Cage in Impact. So um, we'll see. Um, I, I mean, I think any of the ones that were there for the founding would probably be locker room leaders. But again, you have to remember this is long ball. This isn't, uh, you know, just some stickball game out the on the road that you know once mom calls it ends. This is long ball. They're you know they're trying to play long ball. So the faster they can. Uh, you know, get a certain style or bring in people that are going to help guide to what style they want. Um, you know, I, I, I think AEW. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. W is more traditional wrestling than the WWE. However, comma, they're almost 
each week there is a glaring flaw somewhere along the way, right? So, I mean, if you look at last Wednesday, um, uh, Ito with the microphone, um, you know, trying to hit, really? Okay. So, so a guy like Christian, if Christian were to go to her and say, hey, don't be afraid, throw it in there. She knows, you know. Maybe or maybe he can say, hey, next time try this. And, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of people that hopefully did that. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, that but then that improves her. And and in the long game, it helps AEW. Well, and I think like what you're saying also is, you know, a lot of places, a lot of feds, they always they always focus or rely on the agents backstage. You know, the agents behind the scenes to kind of help tell the story and set things up and to give people. But as you're like, one of the things I think has has hurt other companies is as your con- company continues to grow. You continue to have the same amount of road agents. Well, you also have to have some talent there that can be able to lend a hand and know how to handle the backstage area, you know, like effectively i think matt hardy's doing you know i mean you think of somebody else who truly made a name for himself as a singles wrestler away from the machine you know he wasn't a he was a singles wrestler but he wasn't a main event singles wrestler you know you you know what i mean and so when he went other places and like still one of my favorite storylines of this last God, century, I think, is the expedition of gold. You know, where he and Jeff kind of, Brother Nero, went and, you know, I I, I thought that's genius. Because, I mean, what local Fed would not say, yes, come in, we will put the belt on you. You can use it on your TV show. All we ask is when you're done, bring it back. Or give us a payback by bringing you and letting one of our guys win, you know, get over. Um, but I'll say that to say like, one of the things I get tired of on wrestling shows is when a new person shows up and they immediately call out the champ, you know, I'm like, you know, they come out and they're like, I want a shot at Omega. Well, that's great. There's a whole locker room full of people that want to shout out Omega. It's like, <laughs> um, yes, you have pedigree. Yes, you're a legend. But you know what? Stand in line. <laughs> I bet Jake Roberts would want to shout at Omega, but you don't see us giving it to him. You know, like, yeah, and, and plus, as far as like backstage stuff, I mean, there's a lot of lot of talk that. I mean, these wrestlers are more have more control with what goes on than, uh, you know, say the WWE. And why wouldn't you want a guy like Christian, who's probably, you know, super smart in the ways of that stuff to come in and say, hey, you know, OK, it sounds good program wise, but add this, do this. What do you think about this? I think this will work better. You know what I'm saying? And to help backstage. Right. 
Yeah, uh, and I, I would imagine that if you probably talk to like AJ Styles and Daniels and Kazarian and Joe and um, I'm trying to think of some of the other big names from back then that were like homegrown type, you know, that, that made a name for themselves in Impact, right, on a national level. You know, the guys like Sabu and Raven and Sting and Christian and – all these guys probably had a hand in it. You know what I'm saying? They Again, they're probably like, you know, you go to them, hey, what'd you think of that? Oh, that was good, but next time do this. You know, make sure you, you know, when you throw a punch, you throw it in there. Let me show you, you know, <clears throat> because, again, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of the little things that AEW does right, but there's just as many little things that they do wrong. And once you get rid of some of these glaring issues, um, I think AEW will, like, the numbers will jump quite a bit, like, almost overnight, right? So if you were to go a, a few weeks with nothing for anybody to say, eventually you're going to get some of these people that are on the fence you know, that just read about it on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, stuff like that. Listen to Cornette, you know, oh, my God, you know, Cornette say, oh, my God, you know, whatever. The ring didn't blow up. We were expecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're not going to watch. But if you go for a month or so and Cornette has nothing to say about AEW, people start tuning in. When Facebook, there's nothing bad to say. They'll start turning it in. Twitter, you know, any social media. They'll get interested. They'll find Dark or what's the new one on Monday night? Elevation or being the elite or, um, you know, Wednesday night. They'll, they'll be, they'll start turning, tuning in because they'll think, oh, the mistakes are gone. There's a lot of, a lot of them, you know, that want to watch that, you know, they just keep reading bad stuff. They, they get bad advice from bad people on the internet. So they don't tune in. You, you get rid of the Machito microphone to the head thing and, you know, some of the other stuff and they'll start tuning in. And a guy like Christian and Paul White help. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can see your point. Um, it's, it's, it, for me, though, I, only certain matches do I, like, get, especially with AEW, like, currently, there's only so many storylines that I really get vested to. Um, a lot of times now it's, when I watch wrestling, for me, I'm though, just watching Only certain matches do I, like, um, it's not like in the – attitude there where you were just vested in everything that happened so there are times that you know I'll, I'll watch a match with no expectations and just see how it goes um, I mean I like Sheeta and I think Sheeta for all intents and purposes pulls out decent to good matches the majority of the time and I, I mean, I think this was a good match. Um, you know, there's no telling like how long, you know, if they were able to, you know, when the last time they fought each other, you know, did anything like that or, um, you know, there's no telling like how much, uh, what's a, a jet lag or something somebody could have had. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe the time changes. You know, affects one, doesn't affect the other because she lives over here now or stays over here now. Or whatever. Could it have been better? Sure, I, but again, I, I think, I think for me, not really expecting anything. I think I thought it was good. I, you know, I guess for me, like for Sheeta, I'm waiting for Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. I'm waiting for Sheeta and Britt Baker on on a very large scale. You know what? You, you see what I'm saying? So I guess this one, I didn't really have much expectations because I kind of figured Sheeta would win, so I didn't get too wrapped up or vested in it. And I guess I'm looking long term, <laughs> further down the road. I really want to see Sheeta and Britt Baker. I think for Brian, if you put Sheeta in anyone, he'll be fine. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'll be fine. But, you know, the, the ones that are I'm, I'm getting vested in, you know, are, are like, you know, Britt Baker versus Sheeta. I, ho- I hope Sheeta holds the title long enough for Britt Baker to get that shot.
Oh, then the Dark Order is half your teams? <laughs> yep. And then your top secret mystery team is like, oh. But, I mean, again, this isn't the first time we've seen this match. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, and again, this is where I guess where I don't get that vested kind of helps me. Right. So, you know, we've been talking about the Hefner rule for how long? A long time, right? Oh, that was a plenty on this one, on this paper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We've been talking about the Hefner rule for like money in the bank and these other battle royals and, you know, where things, you know, don't quite go the way they should and all this stuff. But, you know, again, this is nothing new. It's not a new concept. It's the the type of match has been around for a while. You've seen it. You know what's coming. You, I mean, you can almost pick spots based off of your previous experience with this particular match. You know, this isn't the first tag team battle royal we've seen where, the team is not eliminated until the both partners touch the floor. You know, the only real the what? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I in, in the match, admit, I would admit that during the pay per view, I was saying, "Man, this is." This is like WD rule, all of it. And Brian looked at me, he's like, you mean the Hefner rule? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I but, mean, the only real shock in this match is really who wins, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> you're just, and as you weed down people, you can kind of, you can kind of figure out who's going to win. And one thing that I was shocked about it was like, you want a chance for a championship match. I didn't realize that it was like, oh, you get it next week. In the middle of all these other storylines, you know, like we're going to we're going to give you a this. It's like I would have thought they'd be like at the next pay-per-view or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, again, but it's, it, as far as like storylines and again, this is stuff we haven't seen. Long term fans haven't seen since early 2000s. Right. They're drawn out storylines that once they're done, they just jump right to the next one. You know, to me, it's a lot of some, a little bit of like eighties booking going on where you just moved from one opponent to the next and a few storylines run a year, but for the most part, you know, they just kind of jump, but there is a story to it. Um, and you know, it's it's just weird seeing, you know, again, it jumps because, you know, I kind of like agree with Rob. I, I think I much would have rather seen the build up for a pay-per-view. But something tells me there must be something in the works that w- was probably going to play out um, here going forward.
Also, would say that it's not that it's a pay per view every month. It's just they're what they're doing is they're not. When they had a pay per view every month and they had the storylines and the storylines would continue, like Brian was saying, like your storyline could continue. You're going, all right, we could do this storyline. We could do this. All right, this makes sense. You build up like Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. You build it up to the match where it's finally like, all right, and then you get the payoff where Ro- where Kevin Owens beats Roman Reigns. It's like, holy shit, it happened, you know? But it's like, all right, Roman Reigns beats that person. All right, who's next? Okay, Daniel Bryan. All right, you're not even getting a pay-per-view shot. All right, next time, you know, like, it's just blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like sometimes I think wrestling today on most TV shows and in most places, is booked by 10 Second Tom. <laughs> Hi, I'm the champ. This is who you're fighting. Hi, I'm the champ. This is who you're fighting. You know, like, it's just... <laughs> I mean, like... But I think the, the thing of the night for Revolution... Sorry, I'll, I'll wait until we talk about it. So, moving on. Uh, I agree, but I think I would have much rather seen uh, the Lucha Brothers together versus the Bucks and Pac going against Cody. Yeah, but see, now Penta is, is you know, uh, got after Cody the other night. You see what I'm saying? So now, you're, now it's looking like it's going to be a six-man with Cody and the Bucks versus, uh, you know, Pac and the Lucha Brothers. And to me, it's almost like, well, Penta's back. Penta should have been in the tag team. And, you know, I know that's, you know, the, the part should be interchangeable. But, man, I, I, to me, I don't see how Pac and Phoenix loses. Well, I think you're going to see a six-man tag belt because look at all the bases that they played in the company just in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you got the Dark Order, you got the Inner Circle, you got the Nightmare Family, you got, you know, I know I'm missing one. Private, you know, it's just right there. You got factions that you can do it. You got um, FTR and Tully. Tully got in the ring. She can't tell me they couldn't be the six-man champs for a while. Tully, still dirtiest, one of the dirtiest players in the game. 
in his zoot suit, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 so, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Bucks, right? But I think out of all the title reigns that they've had so far, theirs is probably going to be the shortest. Well, I also think because they're involved in the backstory, you know, that it only plays to their advantage to not keep themselves in the storyline all the time, you know, because of this new age wrestling and the the wrestling fans and the critics and the bobbleheads or whatever you want to call it. If they keep themselves in the in the seat with the belts for a long time then your critics are going to be like, well, of course, that's why they wanted AEW, because they wanted to be champs, you know? So, passing it along, even though they are qualified to be in that seat, you know, I do think it they'll, they'll do what's best for business and move it around. Eventually having their reign of, you know, down the road, like, all right, we're going to do this. Well, yeah, but so I, I just simply think the tag division is the strongest division in the company. I would agree with you, and I would think that it would be a disservice to the tag division for them right. to keep if the belts on themselves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Let's uh, pump the brake. <laughs> let me let me introduce this. Let me ju- let's just go right to what everybody wants to talk about. Right, forget the rest. Forget the rest. Let's talk about that amazing cinematic match. Now, we, we've seen them in the past, and some of the better ones involve the Hardys. I'm not going to discount AJ and The Undertaker. And, man, I'm trying to think which other ones. Because there are some that are just on a different level, right? Just like are pure, they're, they, they could win Oscars, right? They're just that good. But I, This one may stack up to me as one of the the best that we've seen so far. I mean, it was full of surprises, shenanigans, run-ins, you know. Well, I think we said from the beginning that it had to be filmed right to make it believable for Sting. You know, And that 
with what we saw with the Undertaker in the graveyard match. That was the perfect way for the Undertaker to go out. You know, a match of his style where he didn't look winded and he didn't look like, oh, dear God, he shouldn't be here. You know, and for Sting, one of his first matches coming back from that WrestleMania match that he had. You know, I think the way they they handled it, the way the camera angles were, the way they kept it, very non-traditional wrestling. Um, let's break stuff, you know. So, um, I just want to know what warehouse they're in because apparently those people didn't clear out. So, obviously, <laughs> you know, like whoever got evicted put a wrestling ring there and left it. Come on now. <laughs> But I, I mean, it was, it was, it was, to me, it was just something different. Like, there were no, to me, I, there were no mistakes. I mean, it looked the part, it felt the part, you know, for being a cinematic match. Um, everything had a place and it fit. It just, it just fit. You know, because they very easily could have tried to cover for Sting to the point where they overplayed it or overshot it or, you know, bad camera angles or whatever. But, I mean, it, it just, it was a thing of beauty. Right, and I think Sting being involved in the match as much as he was helped play it off. Because mm-hmm. they could have very well had Sting taken out at the very beginning and then it was Darby getting his ass whipped for 20 minutes, you know, but they didn't do that to where they used sting and they had a very, they made it very positive for him. So I think going forward, it would behoove them to keep using those type of matches for sting. I'm not saying sting can't go in the ring. I'm just saying, People of age need some help with some some mute movie magic. <laughs> I will have to say, too, that the Stinger Splash looked, like, absolutely amazing. I mean, because the way the camera was and the way the height he got and, you know, it's almost like the Superman poking his chest out. And, you know, you really are like, holy, he's he's much bigger than I remember. (laughs) And that looks like that is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The only thing that I would say is I didn't like the bat breaking the way it did. But you know what? It is what it is. That was the only thing I could pick out of the whole thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, who knows if that was gimmicked or, you know, that's the problem with a wood bat. <laughs> so, sometimes but then it break. was just like, they were like, all right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but again, though, you know, I put it up there with one of the better, the probably top 10 AEW matches so far. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was great. It was, uh, you know, everything you would want out of it. Not what you expected, but I think it met expectations, but everything you would want out of one of those. Well, I mean, you weren't happy with the Golden Toilet Seat Award? He grabbed the spray painted life preserver from the pool. But again, though, it's it's not it's not the brass ring itself. It's to poke fun at the other company. That's that's all it is. That's why they repeated. That's why they had one. That's it's nothing more than you know all the talk that you know about the brass ring. We they just had a, a, a you know a big meeting about grabbing the brass ring. So that's all it is. Mm. That's when you know they steer from us when 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 they're listening to a podcast or something. <laughs> Oh, it's those guys. Yeah, we steal from them all the time. Being the elite will open up. That would be hilarious. Being the elite will open up with a box of brass rings in it. And and the young bucks would be like, so, would you like to grab one? (laughs) We have brass rings aplenty at AEW.
Who's this? Adam? Yeah, you're just, just trying to milk them for whatever you think is left over from the $25 you paid them or whatever it was. Hey, I tell you, they, they do they do what they do, but this is what I'm going to do, okay? <laughs> and then all three of us. Oh, back. that would be so funny. <laughs> funny the sad thing all three of us came back to the group going well here's the coupon <laughs> no we're all like all three of us were like dang it i thought one of y'all used it because i i had it and then he said he would sign one if i bought the t-shirt so i bought the t-shirt for like what 10 bucks or whatever it was like well i don't need this and gave it to rob then he swindled yeah and well, i got the best deal out of it <laughs> And then what he got you? What did he get you for, Rob? What? Oh, it was the same thing. I, I took that coupon up to him, and he's like, "Hey, man, this is what I'm doing. All right, ten bucks." And then I went and gave the thing to Stan, and Stan's like, "Cool," because Stan was already occupied with Velvet Sky or someone. And then he's like, he walks over, and next thing you know, Stan comes back with the coupon and hands it back to you, Brian, going, "I didn't need it." This is what I did, but but he you had to pay what twenty five bucks or something like that. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. And then Brian's yeah, so fanboy moment happened me, later that night when he got too sweeted. Not once, but twice. So you two can suck it. <laughs> there. <laughs> That's what you fools get for letting me sit in the aisle. <laughs> I don't think we let you. I think you said, hey, I'm sitting on the aisle. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, yeah, but didn't I spring for the front, the upgrade or something? So suck it, both of you. Yes. <laughs> That's why I get the two sweet twice and you got it once. Two sweet knows too sweet, you know what I'm saying? That's too sweet. So suck it. We need another one of those. I want to go to one of those again. Yeah, I do too. I will say I wish I'd have gotten Tully Blanchard. I wish I'd have gotten the photo op with Animal and been able to put the pads on and hold the belts. But, oh. Mm-hmm. But I will you say You didn't get Tully? I no, I didn't get Tully. I got Iron. Iron. And that's, but then I got Lex Luger. I wasn't planning on getting him because I felt bad because we were in the line for the Midnight Express and we looked over and he's sitting there by himself. You know, I looked at at that TV title. I forgot I got him to sign it. On the back of the TV title. 
I think what happened with that was like, it became a personal project for all of us. Like we were all like, all right, we got the autographs we want. Who else can we get on the belt? You know, like, yeah. Um, well, we missed a few, but well, we missed Greg Valentine. Cause he was just smoking crack or something. Cause yeah. ain't nobody paying 80 that bucks. <laughs> And Paul hey. Jones, we miss Paul too because he kept he, he kept fucking with us. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back over there in five minutes. And then, but I no, will no, tell no, no, you, no, no. like, I swear, ten minutes, ten minutes, I'll be back over there. But I will tell you, Come regardless on, of like his podcast and all the stuff, like his some of his views, like the nicest person there when we first got there was Jim Cornette. Because like he didn't even I didn't even buy anything at first from him. I just walked over and said, "Hey, can I get a tea?" picture and he goes yes you know and he came over and got it you know like i know when i got the picture with tommy young the lady there from jim crockett promote jim crockett was like did you buy a shirt like yes okay now you can have a picture you know like um but it was just a really cool and fun thing to do and that was those are listening it was nwa legends fest in charlotte north carolina if you're ever having a chance to go, especially if you're a wrestling fan from back in the day, you get to see so many people drink beer, beer with the Mulkies. That, that that will for yeah, that will forever be the best thing that happened <laughs> that entire weekend. <laughs> you want a beer? I'm, we're not going to be able to drink it all. Y'all get in here and drink some of this beer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We each took one, and then they're like, I was like, thanks. I finished it, and I'm standing there holding it. He's like, you want another? <laughs> yeah, I can't take it with me. <laughs> yeah, earlier in the night, yeah. Because <laughs> you and I, Stan, bought a shirt from him, and Brian didn't. And then one monkey looked at him like, what the f- is wrong with you? <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I still got to drink their beer. And I got to drink it for free. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay them, you know, whatever for a t-shirt. I got to, I got, to, I got it for free. Yeah, I got it for free. Free beer. See, I, I got the better deal. Adam Page plus two two sweets. I got free beer from the Mulkies. Why y'all two paid? I mean, I got to take y'all shopping or something. Y'all, I mean, I get all this stuff. At a, at a discount when you two were involved. Yeah, y'all bought the t-shirts. That's probably why they offered the beer. They're, oh, it's them two suckers. Yeah, they gave us 20 bucks for that shirt. Give them a beer. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. But I will <laughs> that say that. Fun I will say that whoever the smut, the putz is that stole all their footage, there's a special place in hell for you. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, it was a, like just him talking plus like just the way he was excited to see people and to see stuff and a true collector. So it was fun. Yeah, I mean, we go. I mean, one night was, you know, Cornette show was one night. Then it was no, it was Jim Ross. Then Cornette came up right after Jim Ross, and then the Q and A's. When, when that guy asked Jimmy Garvin to do the hair thing. When Jimmy Garvin took his hat off and he was bald as anything, he just looked at the guy like, are you that much of an idiot? Oh, yeah. Because I think he had just started going back on the circuit doing stuff like that at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had nothing to lose at that point, you know, and, but I agree, like, I, like, there was what, what's the one, was it WrestleCade or whatever that's in North Carolina, but it's always around Thanksgiving. All right, all right, back to wrestling. (laughs) I'll give it a B plus. So I will give the highest grossing non-WWE pay-per-view since 1996 a solid B+. I, I think it's, it I think it's ninety six. I think that's what they said. 
Yeah, but how so? How how so? Because I didn't think so. But that's what a bad guy's supposed to do. Right? And then Eddie Kingston responds later. But you have to admit, you actually have to admit, whether Eddie passed out or, or played the part uh, from uh, the pay-per-view. I mean, that was a good, I mean, the pay-per-view went off the air before Eddie probably got up and walked away from that. So, I mean, think about it. And again, this is not to slight Eddie. I, I think the world of, of Eddie after doing this, if Eddie plays the part of him passing out, it was magnificent, right? If I was to grade the pay-per-view just on Eddie's performance alone, it would be an A+. <laughs> right? Because he was... Ex- yes. And, you know, this year's award winner for best uh, fainting act is Eddie Kingston. <laughs> right? But, so, I mean, think about it. Death think, by sparkler. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the sparklers went off. Eddie's like, oh, crap. Moxley's probably like, well, just stay, stay, you know, keep your eyes closed, whatever. Don't, because <laughs> you know they had to be talking, right? And both of them are probably like, as soon as it didn't go off, they're like, what the, what the, what the f, right? And then they're probably like, you know, just to just to make light of it, that Moxley's probably like, Eddie, you're supposed to faint, right? And Eddie's like, yes, we'll we'll faint, you know. Don't get up for nothing. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, again, so you don't have the ring exploding, but you have Eddie who seemingly passed out from sparklers. Why wouldn't you just simply run him down? Because, again, it takes, it, you, you're trying to take focus on the fact that your ring didn't blow. But you've got some knucklehead that passed out from sparklers. Why wouldn't I attack the knucklehead? You know what I'm saying? After I've said my piece, oh, yeah, we we planned it that way. You didn't think we were really going to, you know, blow up Moxley, did you? Oh, and by the way, look at this Yahoo who passes out from sparklers, you know. I... Yeah, what I think Eddie personally, I thought it was good, but Eddie should have still been passed out. Because <laughs> you know how Moxley was, right? You know how Moxley was at first, right? He he was just he was doing the weekend at Bernie's thing, right? He was just sitting on the on the couch with the glasses on. You're like, what's going on with Moxley? That that should have been Eddie. Eddie should have still been passed out, and then that Moxley smack him awake or something, you know, throw a drink on him or something, Eddie. You know, I, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was, you know, Eddie is Eddie is good. 
good on the mic. I, I thought it was a good Eddie thing. But again, to, to, to try and make you not so mad, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to run them down. Because again, Eddie, Eddie played it, and he played it well for passing out on Sunday. Or, yeah, Sunday. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, they could. They they probably should have ran it through being the elite and in the dark, and then ultimately, you know, Wednesday, where you know, just showed him passed out. Still, show show him wherever wherever you saw Eddie, he'd be like laid and passed out somewhere in the same type of clothes. But I mean, again, what they're that's what they're supposed to do. They're trying to cover up the big big snafu of no exploding ring. So I, that's. You can't run Moxley down because Moxley just put your guy through the ringer. So you got to pick on the guy that fainted for sparklers. Now, if they don't take advantage of that, though, and like have, have Eddie come out of the bathroom, have somebody holding a sparkler and have him pass out from it, then I don't know. I don't know who's writing that, that, that television for them, but they suck. I mean, I would have sparklers everywhere. I'd, I'd have Kenny run around with sparklers, chase him down the hallway or something, have him pass out like an elephant and a mouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Be like a fainting goat. <laughs> a fainting goat. Every time he sees a sparkler, he goes limp. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I would love to know what jail he was in that they had sparklers. I mean, It's too early for Darby to lose after Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And for that to be like their their first matchup, I guess. I mean, I, I think this would be a good program. And then then Scorpio wins it in the end. No, I agree, Brian. I think I think he's he's in for the long haul. So whatever their short game is, he's not in the plans. It's just 
I kind of think what they just did was a teaser of look what we have down the road. I'm not yeah, as dumb I, as you think I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, we all know Scorpio, Scorpio Sky is probably going to turn into a very prominent singles wrestler. But you figure with Darby just coming off of one program, you kind of need to give him a little bit of a break. Because, I mean, think about it. If Scorpio wins, then Darby's got to, you know, got got to get the return match, you know. Well, let's, let's, let's just have the match, see how it works. And then if it's, you know, liked by a lot of people, we'll run a program down the road with it. I mean, a couple months ago, we, I mean, ever since he joined the inner circle, we were kind of pushing for MJF to either destroy it or, you know, take it over or something. Inner Circle Wolfpack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I agree. Um, I think it... Hopefully that's the where this ends up because you didn't we didn't get it last year you know we were we were told it was coming it was you know you could you you knew it was about to happen then it gets you know the carpet gets pulled out from under you and now it's a perfect setup five on five and just roll with it. War games, here we come.
Yeah, but I, I think Jericho's in that gray area, like Ric Flair and some of these other ones. He, it doesn't matter what he does. He's not a heel. He, you know, in the traditional sense, you know, you're right. He could smack your grandmother and people are going to love it. You know, just well, look at what happens when he comes out to his music. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Like when the fans started popping for his music, it's the same thing that happened to Bray Wyatt. You know, mm-hmm. when people got the entrance and were like, oh, then your biggest heel now turns without them doing anything. You know. It's just the waves the of the same the thing fan. happened to Bray Wyatt. You know, mm-hmm. when people got the entrance and were like, oh, then you. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were taping either. Although I have seen kind of like uh, not really match results, uh, but I have seen like spoiler free, like you need to pay attention to this one or that one or whatever. So I haven't seen the name. You know, I have seen on Twitter that supposedly the name is out there, but I have not looked to see what it was. I <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's not really a unification, right? It's much like, um, you know, the expedition of gold. They didn't unify a title. They held titles in different companies. And that's what you have here. Yeah. A unification is the WCW world title and the WWF world title. All right? Remember when that happened? And then, you know, so, or the Intercontinental, or what was the other one? The Intercontinental and the... Yes. Yeah, that's a unification. This is not a unification This is title for title. Winner is the champ. Should the title be, you know, should there be a pinfall or submission, the winner is the champ in both companies. He's not unifying nothing. He's He would be the Impact champ and the AW champ. They're, they're not, unless, you know, for some reason, unknown reason aw now owns impact or is going to buy it shortly or whatever they're not unif it's not a unification match it's a title for title match I think eventually you're going to see Kenny Omega complete this circle that they've been going with. And because to me, it's a win-win for, it is a win-win for um, TNA and Impact. Like Impact and, you know what I mean? Like it's just a win-win for them because you're going to get, it's just like their tag teams. Like you've had their tag team champs on TV now for a couple months. And they haven't had to pay for it. You know? So even if it's just a run for Kenny Omega to be the champ for just a couple months, you know, to kind of say, look at this. I'm legit the best in the world. So. And now, is Kenny, is Kenny still AAA? Is that their <laughs> Is that their uh, world champion or is there Okay. So he he is currently AAA AEW. I would imagine soon to be Impact, and eventually I think the road leads to the New Japan uh, title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I think it's just in this day and time, like I've said, like at this day and time with the new generation of fans you have out there, there's no denying other wrestling programs exist. You know, so for a fan who loves, you know, for like take the Good Brothers, and I know I've talked about it before, but you take the Good Brothers, the team that there's there's people out there that wish they'd gone to WWE or that had gone to, you know, AEW. Well, now they get to live that dream by having them fight the ones in AEW and vice versa. These promotions, like you have your dream matches and you can book it and you can have the pay-per-views and guess who, guess who wins? Everyone. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> now, you know, the only thing I need now in my life with AEW and Impact is Curry Man. I, I I need the original curry, man. <laughs> uh, now is the time to strike. I mean, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, the bad part is, unfortunately for Impact, I think they lose in April. I do I do I don't think it's going to be one of those snafus, the the count outs, or I think it's going to be a legit title run. And for those that are, well, yeah, and, and see, the, the funny thing is, like, supposedly there are no leaks after the, the, the pay-per-view. There's nothing that's, there's nothing out there as far as, like, what direction they're going to take, right? Because I was reading in, uh, an article like there's no noise, there's no news, there's no scuttlebutt, there's nothing after that pay-per-view, which to me is what you want because you don't want to spoil anything. And I think this will be a true title change. Um, you know, of course, the big surprise would be if Rich won it, but I think Omega wins it, and then Impact, for Rob's point, Impact gets Omega for free. And automatically, that's going to step your step your game up.
I mean, I like the storyline, and it'd be great. I don't know if it'll happen, but because I've thought about like how a way like since they're building Daniel Bryan up so much to you know that would give him the payoff so that we could see that like you said he could go out on top he could have the belt he could be like you know what I wanted a last great run here I got it Well, I mean, I think they do kind of owe Daniel Bryan, especially against Roman Reigns from a few years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't see Daniel Bryan making it through WrestleMania. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I think Roman goes into WrestleMania the champ. I don't think Daniel be retired. I, I think you can, you could probably almost get it into a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Um, Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns, or maybe uh, four corners and throw Uso in there. Um, which. Yeah, yeah, because you know that would have to be the main event. And then, you know, I, to me, if you're going to get, you know, if Daniel Bryan's going to retire and you're thinking about giving him one more run, I would hold the title change off for another few weeks. I mean, you don't have long to go to Mania. And, yeah. Yeah, um, and then give them the payoff on the biggest, you know, the grandest stage of them all. And then after he wins, you find out that Triple H and Khan have been in cahoots. And the lights hit Omega at the top of the ramp. Yeah, that would be great. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah.
I, I don't think he'd ever do it. Triple H would. I don't think Vince ever would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 they're just, I, it's just something about the way they're going about business now with Vince. You know, with, with hiring talent, when you say you have no money yet, this is your biggest draft class, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're snatching talent. You're, you know, you've you've officially lost, uh, you know, Wednesday night because they're talking about moving NXT to what Tuesday. You know, you, you, not necessarily Vince, but somebody is thrown in the towel. You know, whether it's USA or Vince, one of them is like, uh, "This is not working. We need we need to go here." I don't think Vince. I don't. Oh, I was going to say I don't think Vince would ever like climb into bed with him because again, he's, he's probably, it's probably just boils his blood. You know, that, that again, he, he's it, within a matter of weeks from now, he will have officially lost to another company for the first time since WCW. Right. However, Triple H, on the other hand, it would probably go, let's make billions of dollars. What again? Yeah, you can tease it and then let it run its course for an entire year, building up to next year's WrestleMania. It'll be the highest gross in pay per view that has ever been. You you could slap a hundred dollars on that thing, and it'll still be the high, (laughs) you know, the highest thing. You could sell out movie theaters, much like uh, what what WrestleMania was it. They showed it in movie theaters. Yeah, so it was in three different arenas, and they were showing it in movie theaters. You absolute billions. I don't know. He was pretty good as Impact or TNA champ, whatever it was. Um, I think the key to Bobby Lashley is a mouthpiece, the right mouthpiece. Yeah. 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 Or you just let Bobby be Bobby and just destroy 
everything in his path. And then you have somebody that can talk, talk for him. Wait, before you do that, before you do that, can we just take a second and me and Rob laugh out loud of the new Shawn Michaels figure? <laughs> no, no, no. That figure is too skinny to give you. <laughs> are, are the action figures? You know, I'm going to find one. I'm going to buy one. Wow. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to I'm going to find it. If it's the last thing I do, as soon as I get my hands on it, I'm going to buy it. And then if those eyes aren't crossed, I'm going to repaint it so they're crossed. Like really crossed. Like like really crossed. <laughs> and then, then I'm going to find somebody to repackage it with a uh, special eye crossing ability or something like that. We're going to put it on the package. Yeah. Like the Kung Fu grip of G.I. Joe. Yeah. With amazing crossed eye special powers. God, what an ugly figure. <laughs> <laughs> So early reviews from those that were lucky enough to watch it with Snyder himself. Those few lucky fans. Yeah, apparently uh, people were getting uh, invitations to watch it. You know, uh, what do they call them things? Watch along or whatever. And I think it was with him, if I remember right. And But there, I mean, this is supposed to be like 100% completely different and this is supposed to be what we expected the first one to be the original cut and apparently it's gotten such good reviews that Justice League 2 may now be back on the table as an HBO Max exclusive and hopefully yeah hopefully Snyder we'll be able to direct that one too because I've seen what two and three are supposed to be and it would be incredible. I'm excited because I mean like I think I was with the rest of the world when you, we watched Justice League there was so much lead up to it and we're like what the fuck like you left very underwhelmed you know like the big bad guy was really not that really big and not that really bad. And it just kind of like, you know, it kind of reminded me of 
the first Avengers when they're like, we can't let him have any of these. If he gets them all, and then within 15 minutes of the movie, boop, he got them all. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? But they built on the story. Yeah. You know? They built on the story, which in Justice League, it was like, here, I want to build my secret group. And you have no backstory of who any of these people are. And then we're going to go against Steppenwolf. And oh yeah, we're going to raise Spider- We're going to raise Superman from the dead. And after his kumbaya moment with Lois. You know, it, it, it just yeah. dawned on me since he said that. That we're going to raise Superman from the dead. Yet at the very end of Batman versus Superman. He comes out himself. I mean, yeah, he should have been there earlier in Justice League. Yeah, yeah, he should have been there earlier in Justice League. (laughs) Don't you, I swear to God, if you spoil anything. Yeah. I mean, yes, you would. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if he would on this one. Not on this one. But, I mean, think about it. If Superman is in the black suit, all that stuff in the park should not be taking place. Yeah, I, I mean, the black suit is predominant in the, the 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 trailers, right? They show him fighting in the black suit. They don't show who he's fighting, but they show him fighting in the black suit. So to me, that, that whole park scene does, doesn't take place. Mm-hmm. Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah, Deathstroke. Well, I didn't. I, I I was a little underwhelmed at the ending of Wandavision. However, yeah, mommy, help me. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's 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 what we got here. I mean, we you don't tease me a big bad bad guy that may appear. You know, you don't you don't tease Doctor Strange. You don't you don't do none of it. No. But, I mean, hopefully, as long as the rest of the series plays out in, in like, WandaVision did, it, it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. It'll be funner to watch this one because there should be more action than, you know, 
than WandaVision. I mean, WandaVision was great, but there wasn't a lot of action. It was trying to figure out the mystery, whereas this one is probably going to be full-on action. creation of a mind stone and the android and the android has no mind stone is he the vision and then the second vision goes hmm i guess i guess there's no vision i'm out peace (laughs) 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 i mean it was it was yeah, it was great because they covered, like, they, they covered a lot of, you know, comic book stories. You know what I'm saying? And they left down a lot for maybe, see, hopefully, season two of this. You know, so, but, you know, based off of the amount of comic stories they took into play, you can kind of figure out who's going to be the big, big bad guy that apparently is messed with the kids, right? Um, but it, it was it was just, it was like, it starts off black and white, it's weird, you're like, uh, what's going on? And then, you know, each, each episode's a different decade, it's moving us forward, and you're like, what in the world is this trippy stuff? So, but it was, it was fun, I enjoyed it, I thought it was great. Rob Hefner on Facebook, Rob Hefner on Instagram, and R E H U P on Instagram, and Rob Hefner on Twitter. Don't miss Dynamite. I hear the main event's a banger.
when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.